Hallelujah. Well, let's just go ahead and turn over to Galatians 5 with me. Praise the Lord. Galatians 5. Hallelujah. You're all there? Most, mostly. Okay, Galatians 5, starting in verse 16. It says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So, praise God, there's a battle going on. There's a battle, and it's not with the devil. <laughs> this one isn't with the devil. No, this is a battle of the flesh versus the spirit. Amen. And this is, this is ongoing. This is something that wants to rise up every single day in our lives, the battle between flesh and spirit. Now, um, the Apostle Paul, earlier in this passage, he is instructing the churches at Galatia. He's reminding them not to come back into bondage of the law, right? right? Because Christ is Christ is redeemed us, right? Christ fulfilled the law, and He made us free from that law of sin and death. Amen. Amen. And that's that whole that is talked about in Romans eight, and you can read that. Um, but back up in verse thirteen, he says, "For you, brethren, have been called to liberty." So we're not called to bondage to the law. We're called to liberty. But he's stressing here, only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. So there is an, there's a temptation because the knowledge that Christ has delivered us from that, right? He's delivered us from the, the letter of the law. There's a, there's a danger then to just say, well, yeah, I'm free. I can just do whatever I want to. And there's no consequence. Paul is saying here, don't let your liberty be a cause as an opportunity for your flesh to have its way. Amen. Amen. Um, Because we were delivered, yes, from the law of sin and death, but we were given a new law. And that is in verse 14, it says, for all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So we're under the law of love. It, because if we fulfill the law of love, if we concentrate on that, we're not going to break into the other laws, right? right? Like stealing or lying or uh, cheating, all that. We, we're going to fulfill the law if we fulfill the law of love. So this is the choice we have every day. And notice we're going to have victory in our lives in the areas that the spirit is dominant. I mean, if we're yielding to our flesh in an area, we don't, we don't have victory in that area. Okay, so our choice is walk in the spirit or walk in the flesh. And you cannot do both at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. We like to think that we're going we're gonna to do both at the same time. But we cannot do both at the same time. Now, we can get our flesh to agree with the spirit. And in that sense, we could, we could do the both. Okay, but we know that our flesh doesn't always want to cooperate with that. But it is a decision we make. We choose whether we walk in the spirit or walk in the flesh. God does not make that choice for you. The devil doesn't make that choice for you. Okay? You make that choice for you. 
And so we're going to choose, and it's about who are, who are we yielding to? What are we yielding to? Amen. And so I think it's important that we understand that we are spirit, soul, and body. That our being, we're made up, we're, we are a spirit. We have a soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions, and we live in this body. Right? And so the final decision we make to go this way or that way, we make it in our soul, where our will and our mind and our emotions are. That's where we make the final decision. Am I yielding to the flesh? Am I yielding to the spirit? And our flesh has an opinion, and it has a voice. And the spirit also has, it's not an opinion, because <laughs> if it's of the spirit, it's just a fact, right? It's just, it's not an opinion anymore. It's a fact. And the spirit's always going to be the right voice. Because the spirit will always, will lead you in line with the word. Okay, so which is the greatest influence? That's going to that's gonna be determined which you choose. Which is the greatest influence in your life? It's gonna, so who's going to win today? Amen. Every day we get up, we need to decide, okay, flesh, you lose today. You, I just already decided right now, flesh, you lose today. And then tomorrow's a new day, and we make that decision all over again. Okay, so aren't you grateful for traffic signs? The stop and then the go, because everybody likes to go, but it says stop. But, but you stop when it says stop. And then there's that yield sign. And it's, that yield is there for a reason. It's there for a reason. Because when you yield to oncoming traffic, that's a good thing. It, it, you avoid some accidents that way. Yeah. And you all should yield to the oncoming traffic. And why is it? Because they have the right of way in that situation. I know all you guys don't obey the traffic laws. <laughs> by, the, by the looks you're getting me. But we should. But listen, the Spirit of God needs to have the right of way in our lives. Um, if the Spirit of God is moving us in a certain direction, leading us in a certain direction, we need to yield to that. So this whole walking in the Spirit, it's about yielding. It's about yielding to the right thing, to the right influence. And we will avoid things if we yield to the Spirit. Um, so my spirit, soul, and body, let's think about it in terms of like a family relationship. You need your spirit to be the parent and your flesh is the child. Yes. Needs to be treated that way because our flesh doesn't know all the time. Like children don't know all the time. doesn't mean they're bad, but they don't always know what's good for them. And they're not always going to make the wise decision. Is that not right? It's what does it look like when a family is run by the kids? Yes, it's chaotic. It's cha it's out of order. It is out of order, um, and it's dangerous. Yes, because they're not equipped to make the right decisions, to make the best decisions, right? And and because uh, they're going to eat candy all day and get sick. Is what you know they're gonna you know yes so it is it's out of order for our flesh to be running the show. That's right. We have flesh. We have, obviously you know or we wouldn't be a living here. 
but it's out of order. The, the spirit needs to be the parent. And because our flesh wants its way, and it wants it whether it's right or the wrong way. It doesn't, it, if unchecked, it's like a child. It's out of control. So when your flesh, you know, when someone does you wrong, just give me an example. Someone does you wrong, does you dirty, your flesh, you know, rises up and is like, well, I've got a piece in my mind and I'm about to give it to you. <laughs> you know, this is our flesh. Okay, it, it knows the right thing, and it's, the right thing is to tell you off right now. Okay, but your spirit starts speaking up, and it says, you hear this, love suffers long and is patient. Love bears up under all things. Love endures all things. Love thinks the best of every, every person. And your flesh is going, oh, whatever, what, whatever. You know, like a child does when it doesn't get its way, it's like rolls its eyes. Well, that's your flesh is like rolling its eyes at the spirit speaking up. Okay. Now, it's funny, but I mean, you think about this. When we yield to the flesh, it's like yielding to that child that's rolling their eyes because they're not getting their way. That's going to, you're putting the child in control of the family that way. Don't let your flesh do that. We need to, sometimes, you know, we need our spirit. We need to get a backbone, our soul, mind, will, emotions. We need to get a backbone and stand up to our flesh. Amen. Amen. Make it. <laughs> Make it. We can do the right thing. So we have a decision to make. What are we going to yield to today? Am I going to yield to the spirit? Am I going to yield to the flesh? And we know, we know, and other people know, you can know what you're yielding to. It's evident. Time will tell on us. Does it not? Time will tell on us, and time's telling on you um, if I'm yielding to the flesh or the spirit. It becomes apparent. Okay, let's look over. How do I know this? Hold your place here in Galatians. We're coming back. But look over at Matthew. Seven. Verse 16, it says, You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. So we know what we're yielding to by the fruit that is evident. What's strongest in us, it will come out. I mean, doesn't the word say out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks? Well, whatever's in you is, is coming out. It's popping out. So, good or bad, that's what people are seeing. And it's, it's evident outwardly what we're yielding to inwardly. Amen. Amen. So, we can know. We can know this. And so, if you do not like what's evident outwardly, we can change what we're yielding to inwardly. Amen? Amen. 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 So, what do I mean 
by fruit that you're producing. What do I mean by fruit you're producing? Let's turn back to Galatians. Remember, it says, walk in the spirit and you shall not. You shall not. If you're walking in the spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And that's good, right? Because it says when you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. You're free. Amen. So what do I mean by the fruits you're producing? So in Galatians, back to chapter 5, it's going to give us some examples. Okay, starting in verse 19. These are examples of the flesh. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, which is strife, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, Envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. So, I mean, he could go on, right? Yeah. <laughs> he could keep going on. He's in, in the like. These things are evident of the flesh. Yeah. If, if We know this. We know it by this. Um, if these things are showing up in your life, it's a work of the flesh. Now, we could blame it on the devil. Like, it's the devil's reason. He, he tempted me. Yes, the devil tempts you. But, you know, he can't make you do anything you don't want to do. So we cannot blame the devil for yielding to our own flesh. He'll help, he'll help your flesh side. That. He'll side in with your flesh to make wrong decisions. Okay. But he's not, the, he's not the reason why you, if you choose to do something like a work of the flesh, it doesn't say they're a work of the devil. It says they're a work of the flesh. Okay. Then we've yielded to the wrong thing. But in contrast, in, in verse 22, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit, and this is where we want to live. This is the fruit we want popping out on our branches here. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, meaning patience. Patience. We have a need of patience. <laughs> Do we not have need of patience? Well, this is a work, this is a fruit of the Spirit. Patience is kindness. If we're harsh to people, we're not, this, that's not a fruit of the Spirit. A fruit of the Spirit is going to lead us into kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. And, I mean, this is just my favorite right here, self-control. Against such there is no law. So, yes. Praise the Lord. So it comes around to this. Verse 16. Walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And you cannot do both. Amen. You cannot do both. How do I walk in the Spirit? How do I walk in the Spirit? I was thinking about this. When we become born again, when we're saved, when we have um, asked Jesus into our heart to be our Lord and Savior, we become alive, our spirit becomes alive unto God, right? We are born again. We are alive. But being alive in the spirit is not the same as walking in the spirit. You can be alive in the spirit, 
but not be walking in the spirit. What, when a child is born, they are alive, naturally. They're alive. Does that child come walking out of the womb? No. No. And that's just not, that's not natural. <laughs> and that would be scary. <laughs> but that child is not, does not just start immediately to take off running. No, they're alive, but they're not walking yet. They grow, don't they? They develop. They practice. And notice every step along the way, I mean, we're, we celebrate when that child just learns to turn over. It, that's a very, I mean, if, I mean, if I clapped for you guys to turn over, I mean, that would be really silly. But when a child who's never done that before, they turn over, that's like something to shout about, right? Oh, they turned over, you know, they said, they said, da-da, you know. Um, but they don't start walking immediately. And, but when they, they progress towards that, don't they? They progress towards that. And when they start trying to walk, they're going to they're fall down. They may bump into something. They may hurt themselves. Do they try to, do they say, I don't want to walk now. I don't want to walk. No. They keep getting up. They keep trying until they've mastered it. Amen. So, so they get hurt, but that doesn't stop them from trying to walk. Amen. So we can think about it like this. When we become alive unto God, we're not, that doesn't, we're not automatically just walking in the spirit because we are a new creature in Christ. So it's as process that we, that we go through. Praise God. And it requires that we grow up. It requires that we grow up. You cannot stay, you can't say that you want to be a mature Christian but you're not committed to the to process of growing up spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Or learning how to walk in the spirit. That's part of it's a natural course. Amen. It's a natural process. I mean, it requires feeding your spirit the word of God. Yeah. Amen. To walk in the spirit, our spirit is is in union with God on the inside of us, but that doesn't mean we know everything God has to say. We acquaint ourselves with what God has to say by reading his word. Amen. Because the spirit's going to lead you in line with that word. You have to know that voice. The word is a safety. It's a safety to what, you know, it's a way to check. You know, as we're learning in the process of learning how to be, how to walk in the spirit. um, We may think we sent something, a direction. If we're not solid, if we don't have the foundation of the word to check us. You know, as you're learning, you may yield to the wrong thing. Amen? Yeah. But you, you, gotta, you got to, the knowledge of the word is a safety for you. And you have to practice walking in the spirit every day. Be, you have to check. You have to check inwardly. You know, it would help sometimes like when we come up to a situation or whatever, like kind of like what I said earlier, if someone does you wrong or whatever. Well, Instead of just immediately reacting, immediately having a response, immediately, you know, take a Holy Ghost pause. Mm-hmm. Get, in the, get in the habit of just taking a moment before you respond to something. Yeah. And listen, okay, because we know what the flesh is saying, because the flesh is probably really loud at that moment. <laughs> it's really loud at that moment. But we have to, if, if you take a Holy Ghost pause, 
And listen, you're this, and especially if the more acquainted you are with the word and, and God, uh, you're going to hear that voice, the voice of your spirit. And it's going to lead you the right way. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So quit, quit acting off the cuff. And, and pause a moment, right? Make sure we're led by the right thing. And we have to be sensitive to the Spirit to do that. There's some things that can dull our sensitivity to the Holy Spirit's voice. Sin will do that. If we're habitually in sin, that can dull our senses. Um, if we ignore it, if we ignore His leadings and are in a habit of ignoring His leadings, then when we try to get his leading, we're less able to discern that, okay? So you have to, um, it's kind of like just if someone, like, I broke my ankle. Well, did that mean I can't walk anymore? No, but at that time, it was injured. I had to kind of rework that up. I had to rework up that um, skill. And so as if we injure our sensitivity, we can get it back. We just have to, we have to practice at it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Walking in the spirit means to be yielded to the spirit and acting according to the spirit's leading or direction. And the spirit will always lead you in line with the word of God. Amen. So praise the Lord. It says, Galatians 6, 5, 16. I say then walk in the spirit and you shall fulfill the lust of the flesh. If we're walking in the spirit, if we're more, if we're, our focus is that way, it's not going to be so hard for us to put down the flesh. Amen. If we're working, if we are developing our sensitivity to being led by the spirit, our flesh is not going to give us as much of a problem. Amen. Praise God. Verses 24 and 25, same chapter, Galatians 5. It says, And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. That says to me it's not going to be pleasant. It's not going to be pleasant always on the flesh to go with the Spirit. It's not going to be pretty. And our flesh is going, you know... A child, as you're training it, at first, it may just throw a huge fit, right? But as you're consistent, that becomes less of an issue. You can train a child by being consistent. Well, when you first, if you're in the habit of just saying yes to your flesh, no, whatever it wants to do, and you just make a decision right now, I'm going to not do that. I'm going to, flesh, you're, you don't win today. What your flesh at first, it's going to throw a big temper tantrum, mm -hmm. right? Because right. it's used to getting its way. <laughs> but the more consistent you are, amen, with your spirit leading, your flesh won't be as much of an issue. Amen. Praise God. So if we're walking in the spirit, the fruits of the spirit, those things, those love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all of those things, they should abound in our lives. Praise God. And against such, there is no law. So I, what I wanted to do was encourage you today, choose, the, choose your spirit. Amen. What, every day, make that decision. Am I going with the spirit? Am I going with the flesh? Because we know that victory is with the spirit. 
It is not with the flesh. So you need to decide right now that your spirit's going to win. Amen? Praise God. I've decided. Hallelujah. Chris is going to be like, I, I'm sorry. I, you know what? You're going to have to give him a little time. If you have kids back there, just don't even go knocking on that door. <laughs> don't even do it. <laughs> don't even do it. He's going to be like, what? I mean, I thought I'm getting out normally earlier than I normally get out, guys. <laughs> praise the Lord. Stand up. We're going to praise the Lord for a minute. <laughs> Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. I thank you, Father, that your word has a, found a place in our hearts. Lord, it's your word that makes a difference, Father. Lord, I thank you that your mercies are new every morning. Just like we have to make a decision every morning. Is my flesh going to win today? Is the spirit going to win today? And we've decided the spirit's going to win. The spirit's going to win. But, Lord, where we've missed it, where we've messed up, Lord, I thank you that tomorrow's a new day. This moment is a new day. It's a new day. Your mercies are new every day, Lord. And I thank you that with that knowledge and with your forgiveness, Lord, we can start right now. We can start tomorrow, Lord. We can start right now and decide from this point forward, I'm going to be led by the Spirit. I'm going to walk in the Spirit. I'm going to make decisions in line with the Spirit. And by the help of the Holy Spirit, we're going to put our flesh down and make the decisions based on your word and what you want for our lives, Father. And I thank you, Lord, as the people go forth tonight, that they're blessed. I call them blessed. I thank you that your angels watch over them and protect them and guard them and keep them in all of their ways. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.